If you want your kids to grow up to be stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, there are a few things you absolutely must do. Keep listening to find out. Welcome to Episode 1 of the Family Bible Connection Podcast with Laurie Christine. Do you want your kids to know the Bible and grow in their love for God and others? Do you want to prepare your kids to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus? Then the Family Bible Connection is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Laurie Christine. Through interviews, instruction, and inspiration, I will help you connect with your kids and create a Christ-centered culture in your home. I am super excited for you to join me for the very first episode of our new podcast. The purpose of the Family Bible Connection is to help you create a Christ-centered culture in your home. But why? Why is it important to have a family culture that revolves around Jesus? Why should I read the Bible with my kids? Why should I teach them God's commands? Why should we spend time in God's Word together as a family? And how do I make sure that my kids do not grow up to be stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful? The theme verse for this podcast is Psalm 78, 4 through 8. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. You're welcome to follow along in your Bibles, or you can read this in the show notes. It goes like this. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they, in turn, will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, refusing to give their hearts to God. So we're going to take a couple minutes just to dig a little bit deeper into this passage. In the passage, it tells us that we have a responsibility to teach the next generation, our children. Several times throughout the passage, the psalmist mentions the next generation. And in verse 4, it says, we will tell the next generation. But what is it that we will tell them? What do we want to pass on to our children? What do we want to make sure that they don't miss? Verses 4 and 5 give us four things that we should tell the next generation. We should tell them, first, about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power, about His mighty wonders, and about His laws and instructions. I don't know about you, but I want my children to know about God's glorious deeds, his power, and his mighty wonders. I want my kids to know and obey God's laws and instructions for them. When was the last time you told your kids about something amazing that God has done for you? So here's the answer to our question, why? Why do we want to tell the next generation about God's glorious deeds and his power and his wonders? Why should we tell them about God's laws and instructions? 
verse 7 gives us the answer. There are three reasons. It says, so that each generation should, number one, set its hope anew on God. As our children learn to place their hope in Jesus, we want them to take ownership of their faith, not just rely on the faith of their parents. We want them to have new faith that they can hold on to and call their own. The second thing says each generation should not forget his glorious miracles. Don't forget when we remember what God has done, we are reminded of God's faithfulness. And then the third reason is that each generation should obey his commands. God has established laws and guidelines for us to follow, not because he wants to kill our joy, but because he wants to fill us with more joy than we imagined possible. And then we come to another, so that, another reason that we should tell the next generation about God in verse 8. So that... They won't be like their ancestors. And the psalmist is referring to the ancestors of the Israelites. And if you know anything about the history of the Israelites, they turned away from God over and over again. So what were the ancestors like? The verse says they were stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful. And they refused to give their hearts to God. So now I promised to tell you how to raise stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful kids, right? Okay, are you ready? Here are four easy steps for you to follow. If you want your kids to be stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, here you go. Number one, hide the truth. If you want to raise rebellious kids, then hide the truth of God's word from them. Don't ever take your kids to church with you. Don't talk about ways that your kids can honor God. And by all means, do not read the Bible together as a family. Number two, second step, if you want your kids to be stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, don't tell. Don't tell them about God's glorious deeds, his power, or his mighty wonders. Number three, don't teach. For goodness sake, don't teach your kids to obey God's commands. God doesn't actually want us to obey him, does he? He doesn't really know what's best for us anyway. And number four, don't hope. Above all else, make sure your kids do not put their hope in God. They can put their hope in anything else they want. Money, toys, popularity, friends, success, just not God. So I'm sure you noticed a hint of sarcasm in that last little section. And obviously, none of us want our kids to grow up to be stubborn, unfaithful, and rebellious. Now, you might be feeling worried. You might be wondering, am I doing this right? What if I mess up? What if I don't teach my kids all of the right things? I don't know the Bible well enough to teach my kids. I'm not the right person for this job. Guess what? You absolutely are the right person for this job of parenting your sweet little ones, or God would not have given you the job in the first place. Well, our hope and prayer is that our children will learn to know the Bible, to grow in their love for God and others, and to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus Ultimately, it is God who must do the work in the minds and hearts of our children. We are simply the tools in his hands, and with the grace and power of God, our job is to be faithful to what he has called us to do. Our responsibility is to be faithful in teaching the truth of God's word to our children, but it is God's job to change their hearts. The last part of Psalm 78 says, the Israelites refused to give their hearts to God. What a sad Verse, I want more than anything for my children to give their whole hearts to God. But what does that look like? 
I think there are several phases that take place when our children give their hearts to God. The first phase is salvation. And we must understand that God is holy and perfect. Our sin separates us from having a perfect friendship with God. Because of our sin, we deserve to spend eternity separated from God. But because God loved us with an everlasting, unbreakable love, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and take the punishment that we were supposed to get. Jesus was punished instead of us. God brought Jesus back to life so that we, too, can have life with God that lasts forever. When we confess our sin to God and put our hope in him, God takes away our sin and gives us new life. So the first phase that our children must understand in order to give their hearts to God is salvation. But then there's another phase. Phase two is transformation. And they, they go in hand in hand. There is not one without the other. There's no salvation without transformation. There's no transformation without salvation. The second phase of giving our heart to God involves transformation. We don't want our kids to just say a prayer and then never give God a second thought for the rest of their lives. We want our children to know the Bible to grow in their love for God and others, and to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus. But don't worry, God will be faithful to complete the work of transformation in our children. Philippians 1.6 says this, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I'm going to end each podcast with a practical challenge. I would like to challenge and encourage you today to take some time with your kids and put some of this into practice. Talk to them about some of the glorious things that God has done, both in the Bible and specifically for your family. You could ask your kids if they know of ways that God showed his power throughout the Old Testament. Ask them if they remember any of the mighty wonders that Jesus performed in the New Testament. And then talk about ways that God has blessed your family and ways that you have seen God's power and God's mighty wonders in your own family and in your own life. As you remember and reflect on God's glorious deeds, power, and mighty wonders, remind your children about God's faithfulness. He never changes and he can and will demonstrate his power in whatever may be happening in their lives today. You want your kids to know the Bible and grow in their love for God and others. You want to prepare your kids to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus. Ultimately, I want to help you connect with your kids so that you can help them connect with Jesus. Each week, I will have a new podcast episode that will point towards our end goal, connecting your kids with Jesus and creating a Christ-centered culture in your home. Each episode will look a little bit different. Sometimes I will have a guest on the show to talk with us about practical ways to create a Christ-centered culture and to create connections with your kids. Some of these guests will be children's book authors, Bible teachers, pastors, and parents just like you. In some episodes, I'll be talking about a particular topic that relates to creating a Christ-centered culture in your home. Some of these topics will include how to engage your kids in family devotions, how to memorize scripture with your kids, and how to teach your kids about contentment, just to name a few. And once a month, we will review a children's story Bible or a family devotional or another faith-based children's book. I absolutely love 
children's books. I have a huge collection of family Bibles and family devotional stories, and I can't wait to share some of those with you. So in closing, I would like to read a quote for you from Sally Clarkson, and this is from her book, The Mission of Motherhood. It says this, when we face the Lord at the end of our lives, God will ask us, what did you do with those precious eternal beings that I entrusted into your hands? Did you sacrifice your own life to give them my life? Did you pass on my purposes? Did you do the work in your children that will result in praise to my name throughout all of eternity? Let us hope that we may all answer yes and that we may hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I would like to close us in prayer. Each episode, I'm going to pray in the first person so that you can make this a prayer for yourself and your own children. You can find a copy of the prayer in the show notes. So you're welcome to print that out and pray it for your children throughout the week. God, you have entrusted me with these precious children. I want to be faithful in raising them to know your word, to grow to love you and the people around them, and to go into the world as passionate followers of Jesus. Please give me wisdom and strength to fulfill the mission that you have called me to. Help me to find creative ways to teach my kids about your glorious works, your power, and your mighty wonders. I ask that my kids would put their hope in you and give their hearts to you. Amen. Now, I'd like to tell you about a free book that I have for you. And it's a free ebook download, and it is called How to Engage Your Kids in Family Devotions. If you need some fresh inspiration to help your kids engage with family Bible times, this is a practical resource to help you get started. And you can find the free ebook on my website, familybibleconnection.com. Just click on the bar at the top that says free ebook. Thank you so much for joining me for episode one of the Family Bible Connection with Laurie Christine. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave a review, and then share this episode with a friend. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources to help you create a Christ-centered culture in your home, go to familybibleconnection.com. 